0: Welcome to the Tim Demoss Show Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com.
1: Mixing it up, are we? It's Tim Demos Show on WFIL. How you doing? Thanks for listening in. Hi Danny, how's things going over there? Things are going well over here. I like your hat. Thank you. What's that called? A beanie. I like beanies. Thank you. Sporty. So we have a beautiful day. 56 to high. Mild. Shower to possible. Night low 38. Kind of cloudy with a little sun tomorrow. High 42. A little chillier tomorrow. Danny, we have a special in-studio guest momentarily, Dr. Reverend Richard Morgan from Church of the Good Samaritan. We're going to get to in a minute. So I'm excited.
0: I'm very excited. It's nice to
1: have company. Nice to have visitors. Yeah. If you will. Uh, but before we do that. Uh, Quick check, Uh, sports-wise, Flyers won. They're pretty hot lately. I think they won four in a row, 4-2 to last night. The Sixers are at at Cleveland this evening at 7. And the Phillies had a couple of games yesterday in spring training action, lost to Toronto, and won over Pittsburgh. And uh, they're playing Minnesota this afternoon. That game may be over, I'm not sure. So, uh, in any case, we also, just a quick note, a lot of things happen with this radio station, and the quickest way to just keep up on it is to visit WFIL.com because... You can keep up on what's happening. There's, uh, for example, our Ministry of the Month, which is wrapping up Saturday. Don't forget, February. We have 29 days this time around. And our Ministry of the Month is Family Life Today with David Ann Wilson and Bob Lapine, which you can catch a couple times each weekday, 9 a.m. and 1.30 a.m. And every day this month, we've been giving away prayer card sets and a variety of books. There's a grand prize. High fives to Sharon in Norristown, Miguel in Philadelphia, Grace in National Park, New Jersey. Just a handful, just a smattering of folks who have won this month. You could join them and maybe even win the grand prize. So hop on board between now and Saturday, if you would. One other thing to keep in mind is that that Mercy Me getaway, big trip to Kansas City happening in a few weeks. See them in concert, airfare and hotel included in that. Meet the band, the whole whoop-de-doo. That concert, uh, contest concludes this Friday night. So even if you haven't gotten in there yet, it's not too late. You can even enter actually today, tomorrow, and Friday and their are bonus entry opportunities as well. That Mercy Me Getaway info, also at WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMar Show on WFIL, and we are pleased to have in studio with us, tell me if I should say doctor or reverend or father or... Uh,
2: God knows me just as Richard, so Richard. Richard Morgan works for me.
1: Richard Morgan, Church of the Good Samaritan, in studio. How are
2: you? I'm very good, thank you. Good to be here, Tim.
1: Welcome. Have you been to the property before? Has it been a while?
2: I've never been here before, so wow. it's, it's fun to – I've, in fact never been on the inside of a radio station, so it's interesting to see all the dials and gizmos all around here and see what you do. So far, so good? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Well, you
1: had a program on the radio station some time That's ago, That's right?
2: right. A couple of years ago, we were on uh, sun, Sunday morning Sundays, and yeah. then again on a Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, So, but but that didn't involve you actually coming here. So just no, that's right. It was
2: just a it was a broadcast mostly of sermons from Good Samaritan.
1: Yeah, that's good. And the the church itself is is in Paoli. That's right uh, on West Lancaster Avenue. The church itself has been around since 1870. So it's good that we have some time to talk.
2: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Quite quite a lot of history to go over.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, obviously, that's part of the story. But share a little bit about your story with how you came to uh, Church of the Good Samaritan and and what your heart is for it. We can dig into it some.
2: Sure. So I'd been um, a pastor in England for some 20-something years. Um, But Mm -hmm. when I was at seminary, I was in the States for a semester in Virginia. And I'd come to know both the states and the Episcopal Church, and I kind of liked what I experienced. Um, and so I thought in the back of my mind, maybe God would have it that I'd come over and work in America at some point in the future. Okay. Um, and then 10 years ago, uh, Church of the Good Samaritan was looking for a new pastor, and I saw the advert for that. And uh, I kind of began a conversation about whether I'd be a good fit uh, for the church, and uh, here I am. Yeah,
1: so. we're glad that you're here again, folks. Just tuning in, Richard Morgan's our guest from Church of the Good Samaritan in Paoli. Uh, and just so you know, there's a little self interest here because you obviously have an accent which makes us sound a lot smarter. Uh, just by raising the it sound is, is very that, educated is that, is that right
2: well, so did, just by anything said in english just sounds you could say i, I like
1: better. cherries and blueberries and it sound like an intelligent comment yeah <laughs> exactly exactly well didn't you study where's it was it at cambridge do i have uh,
2: so i studied at cambridge university that's right as an undergraduate and then when i was at seminary i was at oxford so, wow. I, so okay. I saw both of those pretty university towns
1: yeah and before i forget you do like music, too, personally, right? I understand that you do some singing.
2: I do. So I sing with a choir called Vox Amadeus, uh, which, which I very much enjoy. And really? And then at church, I, sometimes I'll lead some of the contemporary music at Good Samaritan.
1: Okay. Does the accent stay or go when you sing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's really... Good. If Phil Collins' disappears... So I think I think when when Americans sing classical repertoire, they all... Try and learn from me how you're supposed to pronounce vowels or consonants. So, so an American trying to sing a piece of William Bird or Beethoven or something um, yes. in an uh, English version of a Beethoven piece wants to sing it in uh, wants to sing it in an English accent. Um, okay. And I think when we sing um, contemporary music, all, all us Brits um, kind of lose the vowel sounds and and sound just a little bit more. Uh, American, one way or another. Interesting, so. <laughs>
1: interesting. Well, I just I wanted before I forgot, I want to throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> but on the minute, share a bit about the history. It is the the, the Church of the Good Samaritan been around in Paoli specifically Paoli for a uh, hundred and fifty years, right? Hundred, I think it was eighteen seventy, and then and there was a story eighteen seventy six is when the when the property was there was some um, donation involved. Yeah, or?
2: so we had a small mission church yeah. um, out when. Um, Paoli was simply fields and one or two people thought they'd come out into the countryside um, of Paoli and uh, the railway line had had kind of, I guess, just been built and people were beginning to explore uh, vacation properties out somewhere as far from Philadelphia as some of those stations along the the main line. Wow. Um, And gradually, obviously, um, properties got built up. Um, And so we had a mission church there back in the 1870s um, that became a parish. And then in the 1950s, we we built a a sort of a much bigger sanctuary. So the original church, which is a cute little chapel that's modeled after an English country church, dates back to the turn of the century. But then in the Mm -hmm. 1950s, we built a big sanctuary that was capable of holding 500 people rather than 120 people, Okay. Um, which must have been a, a very visionary thing to do because the sense was that as the population was expanding, God would bring more people um, to hear the gospel and to come to know Jesus Christ in the context of the life of that community and that congregation.
1: Yeah, and one of the reasons we obviously would like to have you on, and, and WFIL wants to be able to keep raising awareness about what's going on, what are my options. Uh, I know that, for example, one of the many facets... Uh, of what Good Samaritan is about, and, and GoodSamaritan.org, dot org—that's the site, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Good dash Samaritan. Good dash Good. Somebody else had taken goodsamaritan.org. Uh, okay. So we we did the best we could. So That's there's that, close. That little kind of hyphen between good and Samaritan. Good Samaritan.org.
1: Yeah. One of the things you have is like a connect kind of a card or a way for people who are you know looking to people forget, you know, you go to a church for a long time, you're know, like you kinda of, you're comfortable with where you're going, almost like you have season tickets, like here's sure. where
2: I sit. But there's always people as people move around and where do I go and what's in the area? Yeah, we'd love to connect with people. So I'm meeting um, a young man tomorrow um, in Starbucks who filled out one of those connect cards online Hmm. having been on our website and uh, connected with us and so we'll talk about him and his faith journey and whether we're a good fit as a church and that's a wonderful thing to be able to do. I love Um, that idea. And so yeah, we'd we'd love to connect with people who are looking to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ and for our church to be transformed. Um, So my... Passion really is um, for the Word of God and preaching that faithfully, but not in a vacuum. I, I, w- I want your life to be changed, to be more like Jesus's life. And if that's not happening, then I'm not in business just to inform your mind. I'm in business so that God can transform your heart. Um, and that's what that's what I hope um, is able Amen. to be happening and in the context of our life as a church.
1: Richard Morgan, our guest from Church of the Good Samaritan in Paoli. We'll take a quick break, come back with more conversation. We'd love to have... A mix of guests on our program, including locally, and that's what we're doing today. Uh, also, just kind of in the background, we like to give away stuff. So if you're interested in winning a, a gift card to Duncan or Panera or Rita's or Wawa, we have uh, some simple $5.60 coupons, enough to get a couple of coffees or perhaps a donut in there or a hoagie or something. And uh, we're glad to hand those out. Text in at 610-500-DOVE, 610 610-500- 500 3683, just your first and last name and your preference, and we'll give out a bunch of those during the course of the hour. It's part of the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560,
0: WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com.
1: It's 4.15 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560WFL.com and on the app. Thank you for tuning in. Just a quick thank you to everyone who came out to our listener party this past Sunday at China Garden Willow Grove. Delicious food, fun prizes, great fellowship, all made for a wonderful afternoon. You can check out a photo or two from that party on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Just uh, type in am 560 WFIL in their respective search fields. And of course, keep listening for more events yet to come and keep tabs as well at WFIL.com. Our guest uh, in studio is uh, Reverend Dr. – or just plain old – Richard Morgan with Church of the Good Samaritan in Paoli. The address actually 212 West Lancaster Avenue, good-samaritan.org online. Uh, and you mentioned the sermons there. There's actually an online sermon series too on your site. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, if folks want to dig in there. That's is that a regular thing each week? to get posted from the previous week, or how does that work?
2: Yes, they get posted every week. So you can you can follow along. It's easy, easy link. Just just head to the church website, um, or you could type in forward slash sermons. But there's no there's no need to. It's easy enough to easy enough to find.
1: So when you're preaching, if folks haven't had a chance to see you preach, how do you like to engage the, you know, that word, uh, you know, engage the the congregation and and what's a typical Sunday morning like?
2: So we we have a mixture of of things. So sometimes when we're like in a Christmas season or at the beginning of the year, we may follow the kind of the standard readings that lots of different Lutheran and Roman Catholic and uh, Anglican, Episcopal churches do um, a, yeah. around, around the world, um, okay. and we'll also follow on in some seasons uh, a, a number of different sermon series. So we're just beginning this uh, season in, in Lent, so today's Ash, Ash Wednesday, yeah. so we'll, yeah, be, yeah. Uh, right. we'll be hearing uh, tonight, I'll be preaching from, from Matthew 6, looking at Jesus, talking about some of the spiritual disciplines that we need to engage with uh, in order to develop kind of spiritual muscles. Um, And then actually that's what we're going to be looking at as a series for the next five weeks. So we're beginning this Sunday, we're looking at Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, wondering why it is that he was able to withstand uh, the devil's temptation at the end of that period. And I think there's something to do with spiritual resilience being created by the spiritual discipline of of Jesus fasting in the wilderness for a long period of time. And then we'll be looking at at those spiritual disciplines of giving, prayer, and fasting over the next few weeks before Mm -hmm. thinking about some of the priorities of kingdom living that tie that all together. So that's what I'll be doing over the next uh, 5 weeks on Sunday at Church of the Good Samaritan.
1: Okay, and tonight what time is the service?
2: There? Uh 7:30 is okay. our Ash Wednesday service this evening. Okay. Uh, and uh, still so time we'll to get be, there, yes. Still time to get there and we'll be uh imposing ashes, so we'll, we'll we'll have some ash that we'll put on your forehead, which is a slightly weird thing to do, but uh but we'll yeah. make the sign of the cross. On your forehead with with a little ash, and will say to you, uh, "Remember that you are dust, and mm. to dust you shall return." Uh, we can think as human beings that we're king of the world and immortal, but actually, we need to remember that we're God's creatures, um, and that we have to give an account for our lives one one day. And we should think about what we've been entrusted with in the interim.
1: You know, it's a great it's a great point. Uh, I, I I have a couple of friends and even, uh, my daughter was in a car accident recently Uh, and, uh, car totaled and thankful that she came out of it, but she's still dealing with some after effects and concussion. And, uh, and you think about that. And I have another friend who was also, um, recently in an accident and it's it's the kind of thing where you're like, you know, um, I know a lot of things in life are busy, but pause, just double check. (laughs) It's really important that you know what would have happened.
2: It is well. I'm so glad your daughter's okay. Thank you. Um, but uh, me too. <laughs> but it reminds you that you can't you you can't take it for granted. Um, so I kind right. of there's a slightly I, I I remember when I was a little younger there was a sort of uh, a, a, a street evangelism question where whereby you'd ask people you know what would what would happen to you if you died tonight which I think is sounds wrong in the kind of for our culture today <laughs> in the right. in the 2010s but it, but it's uh, 2020 but it, but it's a good, it's a good question. That's a good question. You know, I think that was called know? the Kennedy question, right? Is that right? It was yeah, the yeah. D.
1: James Kennedy, I think. Uh-huh. And they said, if you died tonight, what would you say? And you're standing before God, what would you yeah. say about why you should get into heaven? Yeah, yeah. Or okay. Something like, something kind of like that. that. Something right, like that. Right, like, um, right, right. And I agree with you. It's kind of like rushing right to the punchline there. Like, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about what I want to have for dinner. But now that you brought it up, because I used to do those things too. I go to the uh-huh. mall yep. with our youth yep. group, Yeah. and I feel a little awkward. But like, can I talk to you for a minute? Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's good. I've had some good things yeah, come out yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, no, that's right. But so. but uh, but the questions the 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 right one, which is, you you don't know how many days God's entrusted you with, um, and uh, yeah. uh, so uh, how are you going to make the best of this one? I like that too because. Uh, You know, maybe there is no, maybe there's no tomorrow. So you better live well today. And I think too many of us get caught up in silly squabbles or petty bitternesses. And if we knew we only had a couple of weeks left, we'd obviously do something about it. We wouldn't let that, that rift with grandma, you know, just continue on. And uh, we should take seriously the fact that God's given us um, stewardship of each day of our lives to 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 use well for his sake for his glory yeah. um, and uh, so i think the the reminder uh, once a year on ash wednesday that we don't we don't live forever in this world um is a, is a, is a is a good one yeah
1: richard morgan is our guest from church of the good samaritan and paoli the church has been around for 150 years or so and uh we you know we kind of done a little bit of the history of it but more recently, too, I think the church went, went, underwent some uh, renovations. Like, talk about that a little bit as far as you know, some of the most recent—not that, that the church is the building, of course, right? But just the, the heart of where it's going and, and, and this, the reason you're here really is to help people know about the church and part of it to, to come and experience it. So,
2: Sure. So we, we have uh, a great church— Facility with the best church bathrooms I've ever seen in And strobe my lights life. too, right?
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> Sunday morning worship, isn't it? When they pass the plate, isn't it? Like strobes <laughs> and flashing lights and moving seats. No, I,
2: I haven't seen that. Yet. Oh, okay. No, I may no, want, no, want to think about no, it. it no. could get
1: exciting. Giving are, is exciting.
2: One of the things we did this last year, which we're excited about, is a series which we called Get on Our Lawn. So actually, we had invited people. so of get off my lawn. Yeah, exactly. The officer to get off my lawn. Okay. So it was like a get get on our lawn. Yeah. Uh, and we saw a good number of people from the community and around come. Just some food trucks, some good music, just a chance to to gather with people. Okay. So, actually, uh, not just on the inside of the church building, but but actually out outside on the I on the lawn. Um, and so we'll be continuing to do that this year as well.
1: That's a great idea. Uh, and Now, folks, go on the site good-samaritan.org they'll see a long list of ministries also that the church is about. Because obviously it's about the people, and we talked about sure, that a little bit. Sure, sure, Is there any ministry in particular that comes right to the front of your mind, uh, whether it's something related to the adults or college, men, women, or or whatever it is, that either has been going for quite some time that's a real strong point or an area that is brand new, but you're really hoping it grows because your heart's really there or there's a big need for that that you really want to see addressed or... You can pick you know, pick any there's there's children and families. Oh, this is
2: terrifying because there's so many different <laughs> ministries at Church of the Good Samaritan and If, if I name one, everybody else who's listening say, to this will go, How could you, how can you not mention my thing? Yeah.
1: Well, so I'll pick one, then I'll be the, I'll be the bad guy. How about how about youth? The youth program.
2: Yeah, so okay. I I think it's critical um, in terms of the future of the church that we are effective in reaching young people. Um, and again, reaching people through college and into early adulthood. Um, and uh, mm. we we are seeing nationally um, a collapse of church attendance in that kind of um, bracket. People go away to college, they attend church less and they graduate college and they attend church even less at that point. So it's, it's really important to us that we make a difference or at least attempt to make a difference um, in that kind of demographic so our youth worker Jonathan Hobbs does um a good job working hard yeah. with uh, young people within the Church of the Good Samaritan and, and around. And so they have a youth group four o'clock to six o'clock on a Sunday hmm. afternoon, um, with some youth who are part of our church and some youth who are sort of not part of our church but part of the part part of the youth group. So they're so not part of the regular church family on a on a Sunday morning, but part of our church as a consequence of being part of that that, that youth ministry. Okay. Um and then we've invested recently a little bit more in in college ministry so we've had a long-standing um, connection with the eastern So we've had a number of people staff and students worship with us for for a long time
1: richard morgan's our guest from church of the good samaritan in uh, paoli good-samaritan.org their site quick break come back keep our conversation going also just a quick reminder if you want to win a gift card to duncan or panera or readers or wow we have those courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. Just text your name in to 610 dove and we'll throw in the hat, 610-500-3683. Uh, we'll make a few winners by the end of the program. More coming up in just a moment, am560wfl.com and on the
0: app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with am560wfl and wfl.com. Four so twenty-eight in the Tim DeMoss Show and
1: WFIL. We often say in this program that the guests we have are hopefully reflective of John three sixteen, a Hall of Fame verse if there ever was one in the Bible. For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And so, the guests that you'll hear uh, have a wide range of backgrounds. For example, we had a gentleman named Luke Goodrich. The VP and senior counsel at the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty and author of Free to Believe, The Battle Over Religious Liberty in America. He was on with us recently. We had a couple, Chip and Dana Brown, last week, creators of a cool game called The Ranking Game. Entertainer and realtor, Tay, uh, Tay Hasselhoff, her father you may know as uh, the world famous, you know, Hasselhoff from Knight Rider and uh, other uh, movies and all that. Um, he's, she's on the CNBC series called Listing Impossible. And uh, you get the idea. Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits and John Brazier, the director of fun and games for the Phillies. All recent guests. You can get podcasts of all these programs right on our homepage at WFIL.com. Just wanted to mention that to you. And so sometimes the guests are local, sometimes they're national, sometimes in between. And our guest in studio today fit in that local bill. Uh, His name is Richard Morgan from Church of the Good Samaritan in Paoli. Before we keep our conversation going, just a quick check. On the forecast, a lot of clouds, the balance of the afternoon, maybe a shower or two. Heading in the evening and or later tonight, low down to 38 after a pretty mild day. Tomorrow, kind of cloudy, some sun, but a lot colder. Tomorrow's high, just 42. Flyers won last night, 4-2 over San Jose. Kevin Hayes, a couple goals, number 20 and 21 on the year, and uh, an assist to that added as well. The Sixers are at Cleveland tonight at 7, and the Phillies knocked off Minnesota this afternoon 5-4. In uh, spring training action before the break, uh, Richard, you mentioned having the Church of a Good Samaritan having a CCO relationship with Eastern University. I actually worked there for a summer as a kid at Eastern when I was oh, okay. When, uh, yeah, when, in Saint David's, right?
2: Is uh, that where it is technically, or oh. it's uh, yeah, it's the other side? Yeah, yeah maybe probably. That's I think right, that they address. Yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. When I was yeah, in yeah, so you get Wayne train station, and then you yeah. turn kind of. Go north from there. By, Years ago, um, a few hundred meters.
1: Years ago, my brother's a painter, house painter, commercial painter yep. too. And we painted the dorms one summer. I scraped and scraped and scraped and stained dorms and did some painting. Wow! At the university there, and wow. then had lunch in the cafeteria, and then got back out in the afternoon.
2: So we think your brush marks are still there. That in probably Eastern university. One yep. Way or another.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm thinking they've redone it since then. But now that's neat. <laughs> well, college specifically, I think even more than high school. Because it's a weird time of life, four years, where you know you're going to college somewhere. If if, if you're going for college in general for a four-year program, it's long, but it's not your lifetime. People who go to college somewhere else very well may not stay there beyond the four years. They may go somewhere else or go back home. My son's, uh, Lord willing, graduating from uh, a university in Florida this May. So he comes yeah. home in the summer or comes home for Thanksgiving and he plays in a worship band sometimes yeah. to say hey Tim do yeah. you want to jump on the keys for this weekend. Yeah. That so that's great to have a place to come back to.
2: Yeah. But still but where do you go when when you're away and who do you connect with? Yeah. How do you fight how do you do that challenge? So we have a partnership with an organization called Coalition for Christian Outreach or CCO. Yeah. Uh, and they have a number of people working on campuses but in partnership with local churches. Okay. Uh, and from my perspective, that that's critical because it's, it's great to have crew or whatever student organization is meeting on campus. But actually, unless students connect with a local church, a local church family, then they get out of the habit of doing that. And then you move away from your campus and you can no longer go to crew on campus. So where do you go? And if your habit is to go nowhere on a Sunday morning, you quickly fall out of love and connection with the church of Christ. And when you fall out of love with christ 's body, yeah uh, you, you quickly lose your connection with the head too, yeah. um, and so I think it's vital to have the student ministry which connects students on campuses with local churches with you know real humans in in real lives um, so that they can be a- embedded and grounded in an experience of church which is um, across all different ages and and allows them to participate in that, so I think it 's healthy and I, and I think uh, I, I think so you 're a student listening to this yes. I- Yes? You think what? I think, I think we particularly, a good uh, Episcopal church in the Anglican tradition, which is thinking about faith intelligently in a, in a rigorously intellectually thought-out way, is a great place to go. I think in some ways colleges can be very threatening to faith because people have been given um, too simple answers to some mm. profound questions of life, and it's too easy for some college professor just to rip the floor from underneath you. Um, yeah. And I think uh, I, I, I think we're well placed to teach the faith in a, in a way that is not just skirting around some of those more difficult questions. So I, I remember that's good.
1: Yeah, that's, that's good for people to honestly to think about the fact that the intelligence and faith are not exclusive. No, they, no, no.
2: Right. Back uh, when I first left college, I worked for a church for a year. I was just responsible for youth. I'd have a, a group of kind of crazy middle schoolers, which uh, I, I think I God bless people who are called <laughs> to look after middle schoolers or to be middle school teachers. Uh, but th- that was not—I I didn't thrive doing that. But I—but I had a group of high schoolers, uh, and I remember I'd I'd sit them down and I'd say to them something like, you know, what, why did. Why does Jesus say sit down? Sit down. No 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 Quiet. no no no, no, well, no good. No, they these, are, these are high schoolers. So I, so oh, I'd sorry, say I think of the middle schoolers. No, still. the middle schoolers, you know, God help us with <laughs> with middle schoolers. But no the high schoolers who are, are interested. So I sit down and i say, Well what why tell me why Jesus died for you on the cross? And and they'd say, Well, to pay the price for my sins because they've been taught this, you see. So I'd look at them and I'd say, Well, that's outrageous. Somebody else can't pay the price for your sins, can they? And they they look and they this is this is not my regular youth group anymore and and they say well what do you mean and and I say well you ca- you can't die for somebody else's sins what are you talking about explain that to me hmm. and and they'd they'd have to begin to think through some of these things or I'd say you know kind of. That, that's outrageous. God killed somebody else for you. That's is, What, yeah, what just, sort of father's that? that? Yeah. Because uh, they're going to hear all that stuff at college and they better jolly have thought about it before they get there. Interesting. Um, and uh, so, I, so I do think that we, we have a responsibility to help people think intelligently about faith because if they don't think intelligently about faith, either they choose to live in a bubble or when they're confronted with the rest of the world, they find that some of their Framework for thinking Christianly just comes crumbling down,
1: and that takes that sounds very proactive of you, like taking taking a intentional act there to get them thinking before it happens. So when it does happen, perhaps in their college classes, it's not the first time. They've ever heard something like like that. Oh, I heard that argument before. You don't know what you're talking about. No. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, speaking of middle school, I understand, and for those just tuning in, we're chatting with Richard Morgan from Church of the Good Samaritan. In Paoli, good-samaritan.org is their site. There actually is a middle school all-nighter coming up, is my understanding. At least your website says that, and uh, a lot of other kids' events. I take it you'll be right in the middle of that?
2: I will be tucked at home <laughs> absolutely nowhere near the middle school all night. But they, they kind of typically have a they'll, – they'll have a whole pile of different fun activities um, and then they'll th- – these are the equits They'll sleep. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, around four. In, uh,
2: so maybe. Maybe. Maybe four. Maybe. maybe six. Who knows? Who knows? Well,
1: it's important, as you know, to have good people in place yeah so yeah, we delegate we have, you can 't do everything no i can 't i can 't right?
2: do i can 't do everything so the in in the text we have tonight when Jesus talks about praying and giving and fasting, yes, the phrase is that if you do it so that everybody else sees it you 've got your reward already but, I see but otherwise your reward is with your father and your reward is your father in heaven. So, so I think all. So we're, you're humbly stepping aside. No, 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 no. So what I'm saying is that oh. all those, all those people who are going to be volunteering with our middle school, all right. nighter, that great is their reward in heaven. <laughs>
1: That's great. That's great. And you mentioned tonight, again, for those just tuning in, there's actually an Ash Wednesday service at Church of the Good Samaritan. The address is 212 West Lancaster Avenue in Paoli, good-samaritan.org for more info uh, on the church. And you can, I'm sure you can look into the address, including the history, very rich history. Uh, but founded in 1870, with a lot of uh, steps along the way that God has done. Uh, and one of the things too that I think it's worth noting, uh, you know, what I'm going to ask you a quick informational question, and then I'm going to come back to this just while I'm thinking of it. What time are your services
2: on a Sunday? Yeah, 7:30 a.m. If you're an early riser and okay. want something super trad.
1: So forget that. What's next? Now get it.
2: And then we have our blended service at nine o'clock um, okay. in the in the main sanctuary, and then at eleven a.m. we have our contemporary music service, which which we call New Chapel, yeah, uh, in the main sanctuary. And then there's a more traditional service in the old church, uh, the, our chapel, yeah. um, also also at eleven o'clock. So oh, wow, nine o'clock or eleven o'clock. Okay. the two times that... 7.30 is okay. 7.30, obviously, Tim, not for, not for you. Oh, I'm up early, but I'm up, yeah, just yeah. saying,
1: you know. <laughs> I'm being a little bit of a Alec, but it happens every once in a while. Uh, so there's that. I want to make sure people know. Tonight's service is at 7.30 for the Ash Wednesday service. But something else I think is really important. We say this on the show about John 3.16, and for God so loved the world. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And to the extent that we can model that on the program, we do. We try to, and one aspect of that aspect of that is to help people remember the church is much bigger than Paoli, much bigger than Pennsylvania or America sure, sure. you obviously having roots where were you born?
2: Uh, so I was born in Cambridge in the in the United kingdom but i'm I'm but you're here well, I was born in Europe but i'm I, England's no longer part of Europe so I, so I'm very confused oh that's right I've lost um I've lost kind of ninety percent of my citizenship kind of wow. uh, over over overnight amazing
1: yeah. I might see you know your citizen your no, citizenship now, is in heaven. It, well, see? it is,
2: and I'm i I actually I became a United States citizen. So uh, oh wow okay so I'm, uh, high five. No, okay. so I managed to escape the European mess before it all <laughs> before it, before happened. it all happened.
1: Yeah, maybe it happened because you left. No, so but Mike, it could have done. I'd have kept them
2: all on the straight and narrow. But.
1: Well, so here's the two parter. Part one is share a little bit of your experience, what the Christian faith is like when your time that you were in. In Cam- Cambridge, you said you were born? Yep. Yeah. And then also just the fact that the ministry of Church of the Good Samaritan actually is much further than Paoli and the surrounding area, that there is an outreach, intentional outreach, including something you mentioned before we came in here about the Philadelphia Project in West Philadelphia, but other countries too. And you were just in Kenya. So that's a lot. But
2: Absolutely. So yeah. Tim, where are we going first? Kenya? Uh,
1: actually, we need to take a quick break. Uh, that's what the music's telling us. So we'll do that. Then we'll come back and head to Cambridge with Richard Morgan on the Tim DeMoss Show. He's from Church of the Good Samaritan in Paoli. Thanks for hanging out
0: with us today. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 442
1: with Tim DeMoss uh, and Reverend Richard Morgan from Church of the Good Samaritan. And let's head to your birthplace, Cambridge. Tell us about Cambridge.
2: Cambridge is interesting. It's a little bit like uh, Princeton in some ways. Beautiful town, a little bit rural in terms of its setting. Both my parents taught in the university, so I was a okay. kind of part of that university world. Yeah. I went to good church in in Cambridge so i heard the gospel there and i came to understand that i needed to put my trust in jesus as my personal lord and savior uh, which i kind of remember consciously doing so as 12 although i thought i, I think i I'd, I'd grown up believing those believing those things and having some sense of a Relationship with God. Um, I think the church I grew up in um, believed in God the Father and God the Son. I'm not sure that God the Holy Spirit had a whole role. I think He had been busy around the time of Jesus and the first apostles, but then had been on kind of permanent sabbatical from that point onwards. Um, And uh, so when I was a little later in my teens, I think I was 15, and I was exposed to people who really believed that God was present and active um, and that they'd pray or be open to receiving a word from the Lord or pray for people for healing and expect God to be active in healing people. Uh, And that kind of blew my mind as a teenager. And I think if it hadn't been for that and some kind of experience at that age of being really filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit, I don't think a purely intellectual faith, which I suppose Cambridge is a university town would, would, leave you susceptible to, I don't think a purely intellectual faith would have sustained me and I suspect I would have just lost that um, in my later teenage years. Mm. So I'm very passionate about the fact that really God is to be known uh, and experienced and that God's spirit is poured out for people to know today uh, and uh, that people should come into a living and real and tangible experience of God's presence and God's love at work in their lives. And when they do so, that makes a difference in a person's life.
1: How does that play now into the Church of the Good Samaritan in terms of, or does it, uh, you know, in terms of the, the ministering work that's done in other parts of the world, including West Philadelphia, but also other countries?
2: So I think that that's one of the things that appealed to me when I, was, when, when I first saw a Good Samaritan as a, as, a, as a possibility and began that conversation was the sense that Good Samaritan is very serious about transformation. So I've just been, um, a couple of ways that would manifest, I've just come back from a weekend called Freedom in Christ uh, when we've been uh, with a group of 35 down at the shore um, looking at God's power to transform us and to free us from some of the things that would um, hold us in life and allow our hearts to be transformed by the presence of Jesus Christ at work within us, and we've yeah. run the Alpha Course for a long period of time. And at the heart of the Alpha Course, which is an introduction to Christian faith and and living, is uh, a, a weekend talking about the work and the role of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, uh, and inviting people to pray that God's Holy Spirit would would fill them um, and be be present to them. I don't think it's necessarily more complicated than that. Just a sense of surrendering my life to God and inviting God's presence. By His Holy Spirit uh, to fill me, but you have to sort of believe that God might want to do that. But uh, so yeah. I so I'd invite people listening this afternoon, driving the car, just open your heart to God and ask Him to fill you with more of His presence and more of His Holy Spirit, and be attentive uh, to what He might be doing in your life. Well, I know the church has had
1: work uh, and and worked in. Um I guess it's India and Jerusalem and work in Uganda or relationships of some sort. But there's there's difference in those cultures, but there's also the same. There's the,
2: in terms of the message of the gospel, you know. I think the message, I think the message of the gospel is, is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, to today, yesterday, forever, and you know, Jesus Christ is the same. Um, yeah. But but how the gospel takes root in a particular culture, I do think I do think changes. Um, so, so that was what I was doing in Kenya. Right. Right. Um, so tell about talk about that. That was just recently. So I I I think I came back. Um, I, was also I don't changed. know what day it is. Yeah, right. I think I came back three weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> still getting used to it. Yeah, something something like that. But uh, I was I was there with a, a team of a couple of um, pastors from England, and uh, it was should have been a couple of pastors from Africa. One was sadly ill before we we went there. Okay, introducing a discipleship training course which was written for the african context called rooted in jesus in fact of course my um stepmother set up in conjunction with a guy who's now a bishop in in tanzania and uh, he had been responsible for the jesus video uh, which is a, which is a big sort of mission opportunity in in sure, africa regionally. Right. And his perspective was you could get lots of people in Africa, maybe more than in the States, to come to faith in Jesus Christ as part of these Jesus video films, but it was hard then to get them from the point of being a convert to the point of being a disciple, somebody whose whole life revolved around Jesus Christ at the center of it and for whom he was their Lord. Uh, and they weren't just adding that on to a whole pile of other things that they had got from the culture right and so they created this course which doesn't depend on people being able to read doesn't depend on people being able to speak English because it gets translated into to local languages has a lot of memorization of scripture and a lot of sort of practical examples. Um, and uh, so they've introduced that course in, in many different dioceses across Africa, um, most mostly in um, Eastern Africa. Okay. And uh, so I was in a diocese that we have a partnership with as a church introducing that. One of the great joys actually was uh, one of the guys who's teaching it with me, was the coordinator for this course in a diocese i 'd been in two years ago, and uh, they 've since had over seven hundred small groups meeting um running this course in their diocese, which was wow really yeah, yeah that's quite a lot of people so if there's say say there was ten in each of those groups that 's like seven thousand people who've been through this through this um it's essentially two-year course uh, in the Diocese of Butari in Kenya. God's on the move. And uh, and just think about the difference that that makes in churches for that number of people to be taking um, their faith life not just as something that they take for granted or turn up on a Sunday, uh, but as something that shapes their everyday um, and how they think about who they're called to be and how they're called to serve the church.
1: Richard Morgan's our guest uh, from Church of the Good Samaritan in Paoli, good-samaritan.org, the site. Uh, talk for one quick second, if you would, about the Philadelphia project specifically. Uh, yeah.
2: So so Ray Garcia um, has got this amazing project uh, in West Philadelphia that, that gets different youth groups from around the Philly region and around the country to, to come and spend a week um, in Philadelphia. At, and I think they started originally just with, with home projects, but they do some stuff with kids and other other things now in the yeah. summer. But it's, yep. it's a great mission opportunity. So. Our youth group has sent a group to the Philadelphia Project um, for the last uh, quite a few summers, uh, and that's a great relationship for us to have and a a great experience for our kids to go and serve in a practical way uh, in the summer, as well as getting a whole pile of different worship and bible teaching going on in the course of that week yeah so props to philly project yeah richard
1: morgan our guest from church of the good samaritan in paoli good-samaritan.org for more info on that quick break wrap up our chat together if you want to slip in a text to 610-500 dove to perhaps win a gift card courtesy of or chevrolet in Jenkintown. do so 610-500 3683 duncan wawa panera or rita as you take a pick back with more in just a moment wfil
0: have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at wfil.com.
1: 53 on The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Our guest, uh, Richard Morgan, in studio from Church of the Good Samaritan. In Paoli, I have to conclude with a very important question about sports. And I don't want <laughs> to stereotype, but being from... E- Eagles. The, um, <laughs> so I wasn't going to ask you that, but go ahead. Fine. We can end now. We can end our conversation. That's a good answer. I was going to ask about, you know, when I had Alistair Begg, who comes up here at 5 o'clock today, yeah, yeah. and his history of, yeah. from Scotland, I guess it was. Yeah. And he talked about uh, yeah. foot football yeah. really being soccer. I mean we can talk about Eagles net football, but yeah, football no. in other parts of the world is F-
2: football. F- football is really rugby football, which is a game my daughter enjoys. Your playing. daughter plays rugby. But if you're asking the soccer question, the answer to the question is, is Cambridge United, which is the team I grew up supporting um and uh so none of the premier league teams i'm i'm afraid okay so i I tend to think you know those those people who live in cambridge and decide that liverpool or chelsea or arsenal are their team that's 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 poor really you should support your local team
1: so how is how is cambridge what is
2: it cambridge Cambridge united united how are they i don't know if i've heard of them no you haven't heard of them so should i no (laughs) Okay. Well, so kind of they of just... they managed to get as far as the championship with the second division of the of, of the four when I was a child. But okay. Since then, they on they've the gone somewhere. through relegation. Yeah. Okay.
1: Are you a fan of of soccer in general?
2: I'm. I'm. No, no. I'm. I played rugby football at school, and so I, so wow. I I'm more interested in rugby as a game than I am. If folks
1: soccer. come to church of the Good Samaritan and they're not behaving, do you kind of you know put a rugby move on them and you know? A little little physical church discipline. No, I'm
2: I'm I'm <laughs> enculturated now. So we we have we have three or four linebackers will take care of oh, them. Oh, good, there. good.
1: I'm glad you have it all straight. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's wonderful having you here and uh, the resources on your site. There's lots of them, including the sermon series. If folks want to listen and be a blessing, uh, blessed that way. But if they want to come, enjoy and be part of the church life physically on the property there. Welcome to do that. It's a large property too, not just the building, but right. And earlier you mentioned the historical aspect, the little small piece of the church. I guess it was set after the original. What was it? Modeled after kind of a country church back in.
2: Yeah. I yeah, I think I think that's that's what I've been told anyway. But I no, couldn't believe it.
1: They haven't kept a piece of that somewhere in the building. Is that gone completely? No,
2: no. The the original chapel is still there. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. wow. So. It's a beautiful space.
1: Children and families, there's youth ministry, college age, small groups, courses, men's and women's ministries, pastoral care, music and the arts, mission partnerships, and the local community stuff all, all on your site, uh, ways people can get involved. Absolutely.
2: So do check that out at good-samaritan.org, um, and, and we'd, we'd love to help anybody... Connect with our church family and get involved if if they're interested in a, a place to belong and a place to grow in faith and, and in knowing Jesus better. Yeah, and just to cap it off, there were
1: two things you mentioned earlier: the connect card. It was a kind of a virtual card. It's like card. a
2: virtual online connect card. There's a there's a real one if you actually if you if you turn up. So the physical church, the Good yes. Samaritan. There's a physical card you can fill in, but you could do yeah. that online as well. And, and we'd love to connect with you if you're looking for a church and wanting to connect with a church family. Okay. looking looking to grow in faith. Yeah. But then the other piece
1: yeah. of it, if they do as you say, turn up Sunday mornings. It was seven thirty, nine, and eleven. That's right. Are the options, yeah. and they're different yep. s- styles. Yep. Those yep. times.
2: So the so the more the the more sort of formal Anglican liturgy is available. Um, it, the the larger service is it, is at nine. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, some choir and organ and uh, all the trappings and clothing and candles and everything you might you, processions and, wow. and and some contemporary music as well mixed okay. it mixed in the mix, and then eleven is a little bit more relaxed um, and is entirely contemporary music, um, and uh, both both of those are great. Services to be a part of, um, and obviously there's also some more traditional services at seven thirty and eleven in the chapel, and so you can you can take your pick. Yeah, the aim is that hopefully there's something style wise that that suits everyone.
1: Sure, it's a pleasure having you in.
2: Well, great to be here, Tim. Nice Thanks for doing that.
1: You. Hopefully, we can have you again, in again sometime. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Morgan from Church of the Good Samaritan in Paoli, good-samaritan.org. Online. Danny, just enough time. Let's make a winner of a gift card courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Town. You go into the text line and you come up with who?
0: Edwin in Philadelphia. High five
1: for Edwin. What did he want? What kind? A Wawa gift card. Wawa's good. We'll mail it out to him. We'll also do it again. Probably tomorrow. We'd like to give stuff away. We'll also have some fine guests lined up for the rest of the week. And uh, you can grab the podcast, by the way, of our programs right in our homepage, WFIL.com each day. So help yourself to that. Feel free to tell a friend as well. Jim Maxim, Acts 4, Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.